Welcome back to another opportunity to learn, grow, and evolve, continuing to open up that place within ourselves that is both peaceful and powerful. Today, I am joined by a very powerful individual, Boy Bjornsik, hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, Boy and I got to meet each other a few years back in 2019 in Bali, Indonesia. We stayed connected via the virtual world. And now I get to bring, on, uh, bring him on the show to talk about all of the wonderful things that you're doing. And I'll let you, you know, take the, uh, take the mic to explain those things. Yeah, yeah. Well, first and foremost, man, thank you so much, bro, for creating this opportunity. Yeah. And creating a space for us to create possibility. With that being said, my name is Voy, as, as my brother said so beautifully. I'm a leadership and embodiment coach. And my mission has been really focusing on igniting the next generation of leaders so that they can fully own their truth and own their power. I've been in the men's workspace for the past four years, really helping men step deeper into their truth and become the best they can be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been coaching as well since then, so it's been an incredible journey. I feel blessed, and sometimes I have to pinch myself that I'm actually here now. Yeah, yeah, and you put all the work in to get here now, yeah, yeah. which is beautiful. And with that said, really the intention for today's conversation is just to highlight those pieces that allow us to dive into what it means to be a man today mm-hmm. and really defining that for ourselves. And Voy, like as he just mentioned, has worked in this space for, you said, about three years yeah, now. About four. Um, about four. And uh, so for all the men out there, this is a, could be a really nutritious conversation. I know that based on the conversations Voy and I have had in the past. But that's not to say that women can't also get something out of this conversation. You just twist what we're talking about in a way that works for you, really. Yeah. So, Voy, I am curious, you know, since we're talking about men's work here, what is it that originally got you so interested in men's work specifically instead of diving into the other potential coaching aspects? Mm. Beautifully said. (laughs) So long story short, being born and raised in Poland in a village... Everything in that society was like, I have to do it by myself. Don't ask for help. I have to be strong. I have to put this fight against the world. It's like this push-pull energy. And that's what my father always embodied. So seeing him and watching him, that's what I picked up. Mm -hmm. Because we necessarily don't learn as much from our father speaking to us. It's what we actually see him do. We learn through the actions. He was very stoic. When people wanted to give him help, he was like, no, no, no. Yeah, I got it. I got it. So I grew up with that uh, mentality, and that's how I embodied it. And <clears throat> long story short, when I graduated university, got into sales, dove into cybersecurity, and in cybersecurity, I was fully into like personal development. However, I could never ask for help. And one day, <clears throat> I was working in the sales side, and on the marketing side, there was this gentleman named Jose, which you know of. Yeah. And I was cool with everybody in the space except yep. Jose. And every time I saw Jose, I was like, there's something I don't like about this man. <laughs> and it was a judgment. Right? It was of a judgment. Course. It was a fear. Of course, yeah. Because I was intimidated by another powerful man. Yeah. So one day I walk into the kitchen and I see him there. And I remember this quote for Abraham Lincoln. And don't quote me on this. But it went something like, I don't know this man. Oh, I don't like this man. I must get to know him better. So I saw him in the kitchen, I was like, let me lean in. And we start talking and, and vibing a little bit. And Jose's like, listen, I got this book club I'm starting. I know you're into personal development. 
would you mind coming by and just being in the book club? I was like, shit. Everybody's going out for Thirsty Thursdays and I go home to do breath work and meditate. So when this guy came up to me and he's like, let's read books, I was like, Ooh, community. Ooh. Yeah, 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 community. yeah. Someone's really tapping into that piece of you. Exactly, because yeah. I felt alone. Mm-hmm. I felt like the conversations I was having, people just weren't resonating with. Yeah. So as he invited me to that, he invited all his friends. I show up to his house, and I'm the only one that showed up. And what that essentially was, what he was creating or inviting me into, was to just have a conversation with another man about topics that go below the surface. Yeah. Not the cars, not the women, not the money. Yes, those are pieces to that. However, what's happening within here? Mm-hmm. And during that conversation, him and I both, that was the first first time for both of us, felt incredible. Right. Seeing like another brother who like we respect and we just like literally met. Yeah. And we dove in deep. You do meditation, you do breath work. You know, after like three rounds of breath work, when you come out of it, sometimes you feel like the vibration in your body. The energy is just prime. It's yeah. just like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. That's what I felt when I left the, the conversation with another man. Right. And you really embodied that quote by Abraham Lincoln. It's <laughs> yeah. almost like he had that energy about him while you guys were in the workspace because it was making you... An invitation. It, yeah, it was providing an invitation to an dive invitation. deeper with him. Yeah. Exactly. And wow. they say like, you know, the triggers are the pathway to freedom. Triggers yeah. are the teachers. So when, when I was making a judgment and getting triggered by him, I was just like, huh, something I should probably lean into. Yeah, which is extremely noble, by the way, because yeah. I think it's the, at least in my experience, it's been the normal reaction until the past few years where it's like, if something's uncomfortable or there's like a little bit of edginess about a person, lean away, you know what I mean? So for you to lean in all already speaks to the work that you've done for yourself, mm. you know? That's a great perspective. It's beautiful, right? Because it's like you went on your own journey and then that created the platform for you to now invite another person on your journey or you guys, you know, invited each other essentially. Exactly. Beautiful. Thank you for that perspective, bro. Yeah, of course. Receiving those flowers. Yeah. Take those flowers. (laughs) So with that, man, yeah, we had that conversation and that just literally like built this energy, this inspiration, this like feeling of support community tribe even if it was just one man yeah and i went home and i was just like holy shit we have to do this again so we did it again we invited a couple men and they felt that too and in that moment there was a shift i was like there's something here and no matter how much things i've done in the past to feel like bliss this by far has been pivotal for me yeah so we leaned in Mm mm-hmm and since that moment, it was just a journey of full-on getting deeper into the men's space and cultivating experiences for men to not only feel supported, but to feel like the motherfucking badasses and leaders that they are. And when they lead, it comes from a place of truth and integrity and intention as opposed to fear. Right. So that moment with Jose in his, in his living room was pretty much the spark of what got me into like men's work. In a really organic, beautiful way. Organic, beautiful way. And it was... Yeah. I was guided. Yeah. I was guided. And my knucklehead didn't want to listen sometimes to the, to the signs, so I resisted. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, and I actually ended up meeting you very shortly after, maybe a year after, because you said that. Yeah, it was literally like a year yeah, after. Yeah. yeah. And actually, uh, just for context, Jose actually introduced me to you. I met Jose in Cafe Vespa in Bali. Then you guys came to my going away party, which I actually ended up never going away. 
but <laughs> we got to meet there, which was which was very cool. I remember him first telling me about you. Um, now we know kind of what you're doing now. We know where you're at. I'm curious um, because I feel like there's a lot of pieces in this to relate with. Where your journey started prior to that, where you started bef- before meeting Jose, before you know having a, a two-man wolf pack, to being a lone wolf. Uh, where was it that you started to bring these conscious, mindful practices into mm-hmm. into your personal life? Great question, bro. Mm. Age is 19. And I'm going to drop some context as to why, because everything that happened pretty much just started to align to get me to this big point in my right. life where I had a shift. Right. From the age of 17 to pretty much like 20, I was very big into the party scene because I was lost. I was trying to find myself. And I was jumping from group to group to really see who I can fit in. Because once again, I was searching for tribe, community, yeah. connection. And because of that, I got deep into the like house music festival scene. And I was taking a shit ton of Molly. Mm-hmm. And as we know now, Molly is used now in therapeutic settings to help mm-hmm. people break through. Turn on. Right. So I was using a lot of that and that was already priming me. Now, because of that, I was also into bodybuilding. And here's why. Growing up, I had a lot of traumatic instances and stories I created about self-expression. Like, as a man, I can't express my voice because in my childhood, I, get, I got made fun of because of my name. You were taught otherwise, yeah. Taught otherwise. Yeah. I had a breakthrough yesterday, actually, where I was sitting in a first grade classroom, and we had religion class in Poland. And the priest walked around. He walked behind us. And I didn't see him. And we were talking, and he took both of our heads, and he smashed it with my friend. Wow. Yeah. And you were in, you were in first grade? First grade. I was probably seven. Oh my God. So he literally smashed it. And in that moment, I realized yesterday with a breakthrough doing the men's work, funny yeah. enough, that it was like, since that moment, I was afraid to express myself in a setting with more than like two people. Right. Yeah. You're taught that it's not safe. It's not safe. Yeah. So if I it's talk, I'm going to get Real pain. physical pain. Real physical yeah. pain. Yeah. And, and by a priest. And by who, a priest. Especially at that age. Holds a lot of authority yes. in our minds over us. Exactly, yeah. bro. Yeah. So that became like an anchor. Mm-hmm. After that, I moved from Poland to the U.S. So when I came to the U.S., kids were like, ah, you're not really American, you're Polish. So I was like, oh, okay, so I don't fit here. So I went back to Poland for the summer, and I was like coming back to all my friends, and they're like, well, you're not really Polish anymore, you're American now. Right. So I had this identity crisis. So now I'm stuck. I don't know how to express. I have an identity crisis and I want to be seen. Right. You're like bouncing between these two right. belongings, right. Between, between the two worlds. I wanted to be seen for yeah. who I am. So what did I do? I got into bodybuilding. And I was like, if, and I didn't know this at the time, but subconsciously that's what I was doing. Yeah. And I was like, if I can't speak and be heard, I'm going to build my body so I'm seen. And building my body up I got jacked loved it I learned a shit ton about structure about values about integrity to my work to the hustle and I got in front of some of the wrong people and they introduced me to steroids now here's why I'm sharing this context because a couple months later after taking steroids I broke up with my my ex at the time Mm -hmm. and she left me for her ex and that was like one of my first true deep loves you know, the first one always is the hardest. So she left me, and I'm 19. A week later, 
I'm sitting at an Applebee's and I just bought my dream car. It took me like four years to buy this thing. I see it pulling out. Somebody stole it right in front of my eyes. Oh my God. What kind of car was it? Subaru WRX. Okay. STI. And at that time, for a 19 year old young it's man, a huge I was deal. You know, trying to be the guy with the nice whip, had a beautiful yeah. girl, right? I'm jacked, taking steroids. I'm like this fucking guy. Yeah. So girl breaks up with me, leaves me for her ex, crushed. Week later, car gets stolen, crushed. A week later, my best friend calls me up. That was the only true friend I had at the time, best friend. He goes, yo boy, I love you, bro. I went into my sister's cabinet and I popped these pills. And I love you. And that was it. So just a huge door closed on your life at that moment. And in that moment, I was like, holy shit, I'm about to really lose my friend now, too. And thankfully, I went to his house. I picked him up. He got all the stuff out. And we stayed together in that moment. And here's why I brought the steroids piece, too. When you take steroids, obviously, or performance enhancement drugs... It messes with the hormonal system in the body. Yeah. So I had so much testosterone pumping through me that when I just stopped taking it as opposed to gearing off slowly, estrogen shot up and everything was just all over the place on top of everything else in my life. Yeah. And I just went in deep. I went to a deep, deep, deep dark place. And crazy enough, symbolically for my life, I was living in the basement too. And I was just like, wow. I'm literally at the deepest, deepest, lowest, lowest I can be. Yeah. And I remember getting to a point, being on the floor, and literally just feeling so much pain in my body and being scared because I was like, I just don't know how to get out of this. That I just started crying and like hitting the floor and just being like, why is this fucking happening? Why? Anger. Why? Just yeah. anger coming out and everything came out. And I told myself in that moment, I was like, I never want to feel this again. And that little, I call it the idea fairy. Yeah. She flies around and she gives ideas to us. And it's for, up to us to take the idea because if we don't, she's just going to fly over and give it to somebody else. And she dropped the idea. She goes, read. All right. Amazon was just coming out. Started over ordering books. The first book I got was How to Win Friends and Influence People. Okay. Then I got to The Four Agreements, Mastery Love. And those books started to slowly shift perspective and since that moment it's just been game on and how to discover myself more so i don't have to feel that pain again yeah so long story short that for me was like a pivotal moment where i was like okay this here ain't working and this isn't working because this isn't working yeah so instead of trying to work on this and get the nice car get the nice girl got the nice job got the nice body let me turn that around and go in here and try to figure out what's nice within here. Right. Internal yeah. equals external, but external does not equal internal. Exactly. Yeah. So once I opened the door to my heart yeah. and I started to figure out what were the things blocking me from fully expressing my truth and owning yeah. my power, it was game on sense. And it was just after that, like breathwork, entrepreneurship, sovereignty, freedom, mindset, meditations, plant medicine, men's, it was just right. one after the next. Right. And what's... Also, like, really commendable. This is just a podcast about compliments, really. But what's really commendable here is, like, often... Walk it, out with flowers. Like, yeah, you're flowers, bro. That's, that's really main <laughs> attention here. But, no, what's uh, really incredible is when people go through this, this pain in a really intense way, and they're like, I don't ever want to experience this again. 
in my experience also, it put up a lot of resistance around me feeling in general. Mm. I was like, I don't, just don't want to feel this stuff anymore. So I, I kind of closed my heart space a little bit and just shut that out. But what you did and what you do today uh, that I have gotten to witness is you're not only saying like, you know, I don't want to feel this anymore, but you're, you're allowing yourself to feel it, to heal it. Mm. Right. Because, um, the, the, you know, infamous line is feel to heal, resist to persist. And so it's not like you're resisting the, the experiences you're allowing them to come so that you are living in that core essence of yourself. And choosing that as, you know, the different uh, emotions or different feelings or different sensations. So like you just said, like you could live in your truth, live in your power. Right. Yeah. And that's um, like something that we talk about in the channel is like allowing yourself to feel it, allow it to come up so that you can move through it instead of, you know, like shut that door, shut that door, shut that door. And then all this stuff builds behind that door in this closet. And then one day it, you're not, not going to be able to open this door at some point. One day that door is going to open for some reason or another, all that stuff's going to come out. Fly out. And in my opinion, let's have it happen earlier rather than later, yeah. sooner rather than later. Yeah. 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 Beautifully said, man. And what I'm hearing from your share is that circulation is what creates healing. Yeah, because right? energy can't be created nor destroyed. So when the energy comes into our sphere and we feel it in the body, energy rises. And a lot of us, I'll speak for myself, I wasn't taught how to feel this, how to release this. So I was like, oh, energy, what is this? Push down. Right. Push down. And that's to your door, like to your point. That door was down here and I just kept pushing shit into that door, pushing it in. Yeah. And then one day while I'm driving and somebody like beeps the horn instead of saying like, whatever. It's like, yo, fuck you, bro. And I'm spilling my coffee and I'm going after this guy because all this shit is it's coming, coming out. Up. And yeah. it's coming at him. Right, right. And yeah. it's like... Um, I was going on the freeway like a buck 20, like <laughs> going out of my way just to chase this one guy. Right. Whereas <laughs> like the, show the, finger. the other side of like, the other side of that would be like you would just allow whatever happened to happen to move through you and, yeah. and you'd forget about it. You'd shit it out. Feel but incredible. I can't it can't leave your body because uh, you don't have the capacity to because that stuff is just blocking the ability for that yeah. energy to circulate. Yeah, and it's, it's mind-blowing because feeling and healing is innate with us. Yeah. It's not like something we have to be taught. Now we have to be retaught or unlearn. Yeah, but if you look well at said. kids, right? If a kid is upset and they have a temper tantrum, the kid's just gonna scream, kick, cry, and if you just let the kid be and just witness him, he's gonna kick as much as he can and scream and let all this energy out until the energy starts moving slower and slower and slower, and either, he's either gonna take a nap, yeah, or he's gonna go play, yeah, and he's good, and he's good. So as kids, as I was doing that and like having these tamper tantrums and all this was just moving through me and healing me, so I don't have to hold on to that. Somebody in my life sometimes said, "Stop." that's not okay you yeah. can't do that here and i was yeah. like and then okay that's not okay let me push this down yeah 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 beautiful so and you've really opened the door and you let it all out when you were 19 and you had the catalyst to make that shift all these things yeah. came into your so life. 19 was the catalyst yeah but i, I want to be clear that i didn't still know how to feel right i just let it out because it was so like the the pot was boiling so much. Could like, not let it, it out. Yeah, it just sounds. had to pop. Yeah. 
had to pop. If not, my head was going to pop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I got a big head, so we, yeah. would, have seen a, <laughs> we would have seen a big explosion. <laughs> um, but that, that was like a catalyst just to look at things from a different perspective. Yeah. That was the initiation to just think and look at things differently yeah. and explore what's there. So feeling probably came six, seven, eight years later after that. <sighs> So it took some time to get to the feeling because that was practice. Like, yeah, that yeah, was it's edgy. It's not a one and done. It it's edgy. a practice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so in those years, you started with reading. Uh, also comment on, on that. I also like my journey started with let me read books. And what, you was, what was your first book? If you don't mind me asking. Do you remember like one that was like first, pivotal? My oh, that was pivotal. Like you read this one, you were like, okay, yeah, I'm never gonna be the same after this one. Here's the irony, though. I never finished the book. I never got past the second chapter. Okay. Yeah, that's how hard it hit. <laughs> that's how hard it hit. I said I got my nugget. I'm leaving. <laughs> Seriously, the what book. book is it? I, this was like the seventh book that I read, and obviously, like the other books that I had read, like really geared me up for Prime this one. Yeah. But I read Stephen Covey's uh, Seven Habits of a Highly Effective ah, Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember it. I, I like. I want to start laughing hard, but I don't know if you remember it. But there's a uh, page with and like the second chapter where it provides two pictures, uh-huh. and it is uh, like the same picture but different pieces are highlighted so that you could see that there's two images, mm. but within the same photo. And it was talking about having a different perspective and changing how you view things. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I've talked about this on my channel before, I had uh, I had read it like earlier in the day. I came home and I was in my basement getting something out of my basement re- refrigerator. And I was just, for some reason I was thinking and I remember exactly where I was standing. I had this thought and I was like, it's not what happens to us, it's how we respond. Yes. And in that moment, I had this wild paradigm shift and it like I my whole body at that moment like, like super sane <laughs> yeah I was like I would, like the energy you know like something just like yeah. just open like the door just opened and from that moment on I was like like you said it's like came on yeah. you know and and it was just it was a really uh, beautiful awakening in that moment but like I said uh, I was primed to get to that to get to that yeah. position. That's powerful, man. And I love what you said because one of the things I teach and I really try to inspire my coaching clients is to create the distinction between what actually happened in their life and make the distinction between the story they made it mean, right? Because as soon as we can make the distinction between the two, that's where freedom happens. That's where we get to break through the constraint. Because a lot of us, or I will speak for myself, Something happened in my life. My body got stuck in that. My body received it. And now my mind is holding on to that story of what I made it mean. Yeah. Right? So, for example, I'll give an example that was a big one. A teacher, when I came to America, was looking at the names. And I saw her go down to the last name. And I know my name ends with a W. So, I was like, oh, here it comes. And she stopped. And she couldn't pronounce it right. So, she messed it up. And all that happened in that moment was a teacher getting students ready for class and she just misread the name. What I made it mean is that my name's not good, that I don't fit in, 
I shouldn't be able to express myself and I need to hide. Yeah. And I held on to that story for years. Yeah. So anytime I heard my name, it was just a story and my body was just freezing. And as soon as I made that distinction and I realized, holy shit, I've been holding on to something that happened the way it happened because it couldn't happen any other way because it didn't. And once I let go of the story of what I made it mean and realized it just happened, freedom started to occur for me. Right? I so felt that one, yeah. That was a big thing. And for anybody listening, I would advise you just to do an inventory of your life of where you have been inauthentic about being authentic. Because mm-hmm. right? as soon as we stop being authentic, we start losing the sense of power and freedom. Mm-hmm. Whether it's being inauthentic in our relationships to our parents, our best friends, our girlfriends, our boyfriends, whoever. The more we're inauthentic, the more traps and constraints we create. Yeah. So to your point and this word that you dropped, the edge, create that edge and lean in and let yourself be responsible and authentic and everything else is going to unfold and you're going to break through to freedom. So I just want to share that. Beautiful. So as you are, have leaned into your edge mm-hmm. and what you're talking about with where you're showing up for authenticity from an inauthentic place, mm-hmm. what has come out of that for you in terms of creating now how you want to show up? Mm-hmm. Perhaps from a values standpoint, right? Because it's like at one point we are operating on how, you know, we might really perceive our, ourselves as authentic if we don't know better. And we have a certain value list that is associated with that. And then as you start to have that awareness uh, of, of, you know, wow, this actually isn't me, you, you get to unlearn and, and create that new one. So I'm curious for you, what has uh, been brought into your sphere, into you, or I should say out of you? Mm. <clears throat> that was a long-winded question. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I want to drop this uh, example of how I view this question that you shared, and this is how I view the work that I do. Okay. So I'm going to share a quick story, if that's okay. Yeah, please. And I might have shared this with you before, so if I have, I'm going to hear it twice and get new nuggets. Yeah, get new nuggets. And you probably heard it. It's a, it's a, it's a famous story. The story of Michelangelo. Okay. I mentioned this, right? I think you did, but All right, let's so hear it. I'll bring it up again. As you know, there's a famous Renaissance era artist, Michelangelo, and he was out there creating some artwork pieces and somewhere in that realm the king was looking to have a piece created from this marble and he hired a different artist to create this statue from this marble and he was like this marble shit it doesn't work and then he cracked it so the artist left and then now they have this marble and they're like all right go find somebody who can create something from this and they get michelangelo and michelangelo looks at it and he's like yeah i could work with this all right cool go ahead so he's out there chipping away. And as he's chipping away, a man walks up. And I don't know what you would call him back in the day, like a reporter. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever they call it. Back a journalist. Then. A journalist. Yeah, whatever. like a renaissance era journalist. <laughs> yeah. With a scroll. Yeah. Good day, Seth. And he, so he comes up to him, and he's chipping away. And the journalist goes, Michelangelo, how are you going to create a masterpiece, keyword masterpiece, from this marble? And it's cracked. Michelangelo goes, it's easy. And he was creating the statue of David. He goes, it's easy. I'm just going to remove everything that's not David, and out will come the masterpiece. Mm. 
So the way I look at that question is we're already born with greatness. Right. It's like it's in our DNA. It's already in the womb. So as we go through life, we pick, we pick up these constraints, these beliefs, these ideas that's pulling us from away from who we actually are. So as I was doing this work and I continue to do this work, I just keep unlearning all the things that's not me so I can find out who I truly am. Yeah. Right. So from that, man, I've been able to just get so much more creative because now I'm not afraid to express me playing a flute. I mean, five years ago, if I played a flute, half of my friends would either clown me, they say I'm gay, like, yo, yeah. why are you holding that in your mouth? All this crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah. I'll be afraid to express that because I'd be like, is that my truth? Is it not? Am I playing the flute to impress people? Like, all these judgments. However, as I was unlearning, I was just like, nah, the flute is my truth. I'm going to own that shit. Yeah. And if people don't like it, great. More to you. So creativity has been a big one. Expressing my voice. Building intimate relationships where I actually feel connection and it's not transactional. Yeah. And really getting clear on like, what's my path? Where am I going? Yeah. So that's been incredible. And through that journey, I think the biggest piece is that I'm okay to be with myself. And I think that's a big thing for a lot of men too that I know that I see is constantly they're afraid to be with self because all the things we need to unlearn comes up when we're with self. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. So we try to get away from that and we distract ourselves with the gin or we get more women or we get more parties or we smoke weed too much. Or all we the distractions. All the distractions because yeah. we don't want to unlearn what self is craving. Right. So the question that you mentioned drop it's a long-winded answer but that's what came up no but that's that's exactly it and i don't want to get too far away from you know like some of the essence of the story that you mentioned with michelangelo that is such a powerful window to look at life through yeah it's like i'm already here yeah. i'm here it's just that as i've been you know raised as i was in high school as i was here and then there and then there all these other people are projecting their own things onto me and we're vulnerable at a young age yeah. right we're like very very vulnerable we're a blank like canvas yeah, like yeah so we're adopting those core beliefs that might be of uh you know really negative self-image or insecurity mm -hmm. or like big self-doubt um, or overcompensation whatever it might be it's like that is all of the marble that's covering David before it's etched. And so to have that image of like, I'm in here, it just, mm -hmm. you know, and, it, and it's beautiful. Um, so I, I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to like really accentuate that piece. Cause that's like coming back to, I say like in the beginning, like coming back to the peace and the power that yeah, exists yeah. within, yeah. right? Cause it's peaceful. Once you're in your authentic self, like, yes, you're still having to navigate life, but it's much easier and so much more smooth to just go through life from, mm -hmm. like, this is me, take it or leave it, you yeah. know? And it's like, you don't have to overcompensate for that, overcompensate for that, and make sure you're showing up this way, because you're just being you, and it's the easiest thing to do. Absolutely, and, and to your point, something that I want to share, and I share this with everybody, specifically my clients. Yeah. So for, the majority of my 20s, life was all about like pushing and pulling. And like I said, me against life, this fight. 
And that was me essentially swimming up the river. Yeah. So there's a current and there's a flow and I'm swimming up against it. And I'm making my way, but it's fucking hard. And it's a lot of work to constantly go against or fight something, mm-hmm. aka life. So to your point, what you're saying is as I got closer to my truth, I started to realize what's actually for me. Yeah. And I was able to shift instead of swimming up the river, I started to swim down the river and I started to swim with the flow with the and current super fast super fast yeah. and here's the thing either way we're still getting fucking wet yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i'd rather swim down the river than try to fight against it especially when sometimes the current is coming so strong yeah right so that for me is like getting closer to the flow and rhythm and season yeah. of my life yeah yeah i like that though you're yeah. still getting wet still you're getting really, wet man life is gonna get us wet you're still gonna get wet <laughs> yeah that yeah Damn, I'm like I'm left without words right now because it's it's true. It's like that's if there's anything to download in these conversations or in just like my channel or probably in your coaching too. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're just getting you back to that person. Yeah, getting you back to that place. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned that the, the values for you of that place, kind of how this being is being represented in this physical world, self-expression mm-hmm. is a huge one for you. Yeah, and it shows too, and it's beautiful that you like. You know, I'm looking at your Instagram. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real, uh, uh, maybe a little sappy, a little, but very honest. Like when I look at you uh, in your virtual presence, even in your physical presence, it's like I wanna, you know, I, I wanna learn from this man, right? Because you are showing up in such a beautiful way from a style perspective, from the way that you share your messages. It's a very playful but very direct. Um, experience and so I really have enjoyed witnessing the values that you present yeah bro yeah. I can't hold any more flowers bro <laughs> give me some space here yeah Appreciate but, that. but uh, <laughs> it, it's cool and I think that's uh, that also has to do with like you know why I asked you to, to, to come on the podcast also um, yeah so maybe this is shifting gears a little bit here but I want to ask uh, as you have these values for yourself now what are you um, excited about in terms of continuing to live these values out into the into the physical world? Whether it be uh, more personal, playful, dancing type things, or it be playing the flute a little bit more often, or you know, coaching and, and creating certain things. What what's uh, what's true for you right now? Mm-hmm. What's true for me right now? I think um, this is something I, I share, and it's all right if we curse, right? Yeah, 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 you can share. Um, I feel like once we, once we see something, we can't unsee it. Yeah. Right. And and the way I, I feel that is like once I got into this work, it's was almost as if like I'm fucked. Yeah. It's like that's it. This is the path, and there's no <laughs> turning back. Yeah. So it's like almost, and I don't want to use this word, but there's this addiction to personal development, because I know on the other side is freedom. And freedom is the number one value for me. Freedom is this thing at the forefront that I want to feel. Freedom to express. Freedom to be. Right? And I'll share this piece too about freedom and values. And then I'll dive in. Mm -hmm. I had a a brother of mine, Jeff. And Jeff is just a powerful leader. And just an incredible creative. And I was doing a little session with him and asking him a couple questions just because I'm I'm inspired by this man. And I asked him because freedom is a big thing for me. And I was like, yo, Jeff. What does freedom look like to you? 
and Jeff stops. He pauses. And this guy has built multiple businesses. He's got a family. Like, he, he's good. He's good, yes. Yeah. He's, he's, he's situated. He said he's good. And he goes, freedom to me. He goes, it's play. Mm. I was like, huh. And he goes, everything now that I'm creating in my life, including my businesses, my family, it's a playground. And when I wake up, I want to step into my playground and I want to play. Because if I'm not having fun, I don't want to do it. And I was like, dang. And the reason why I say that is because that gave me the perspective shift and it inspired the question of how can I show up for my life through play? Literally, as I make my cup of coffee, how can I show up to that with play? When I go out and I read a book, how can I show up to play? When I have this conversation, how can I show up to play? And why play? Because play, it's a lot easier for me, and I'll speak for myself, to yeah. get into the vibration and mentality and experience of play than getting into the feeling of abundance. Yes. Because for, yes. for me, so abundance is like the thing I want to crave and yeah. get. Sometimes I can conceptualize abundance, but it's hard for me to feel it. Right. Because I don't feel like I deserve it. Yeah. Right. So I'm out here like, yeah, abundance. I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I don't feel it because my body's like, I don't know if I deserve that. Right. Right. So I block myself from being in abundance. But play, we all know how to fucking play. Oh my, it's, we're born with that. Born, right. Yeah. Like if you look at animals, animals don't go to a classroom and it's like, all right guys, this is how we're going to play. You bite him, he bites <laughs> me. And we like, right. The dogs just go out and they play. It's innate. Yeah. Same for us. Yeah. So understanding that play is a pathway, it's a gateway to hit the same frequency as abundance, as love, as joy, it's a lot easier to go into these different realms through this path of play. That's strong. That one hits for me. Yeah. Hard. So I've been asking myself the question, and I'll share, and I think I might have shared this with you too, but I'll share if it's okay. This yeah, story. no, please, please. This isn't for me. This is, yeah. this is for everybody else. Um, I'm a projector, bro, so I asked for permission. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. I appreciate it. Um, right after that conversation, I was like, you know what? Anything that's going to come up in the next couple of days, I'm going to open it up with the conversation and the action of play. Mm -hmm. And one of my close friends is in Colombia, and he has four dogs. Right. So the next day I wake up, and I got to go to his house to feed his dogs. Mm -hmm. And there's four dogs in the house, Pitbull and three Frenchies. And I open the door. And I look into the house and I'm like, holy shit. I close the door and I wait outside and I do one of these where it's like, fuck, did that really, what the fuck just happened? I open the door and bro, exorcism. <laughs> like, I don't know oh, what this no. dog's ate. I don't know what they had, what kind of party they went to, like <laughs> who drank too much. I don't know what happened here. But the whole house is tossed up from puke, no. poop, pee everywhere. And if you ever seen like a movie like Mission Impossible where there's yeah. like a fucking museum and there's a diamond and then Tom Cruise has to get the diamonds but all these lasers come on yeah. and yeah. Tom Cruise is like doing all these moves to get through. Yeah. That's what I had to do in the house. Oh my Just walk through, right? And mind you, I have a meeting coming up. It's one of those days where I felt creative. I just want to get to work. Yeah. And now I have to deal with this mess so I felt the charge in my body and it's like fuck I gotta clean this up fuck I'm gonna be late fuck why did my friend why did I say yes to this all these things were coming up I was like hold on 
how can I show up from play? I'll just ask myself the question, how can I show up from play? And that just paused for a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to show up from play. I pick up the phone, and instead of telling my friend, it's like, yo, bro, like, I got to clean this up, man. I got to do this. I was like, bro, I'm at your house right now. I need a big favor. He's like, what's up? He's like, to your house, send the shaman. <laughs> Send the priest and send the cleaning lady, bro, because we got an exorcism in this motherfucker. And we started laughing mad hard. And I literally said, I love you, bro. I'm going to clean this up for you. I'll take care of it. And we'll connect later. And I literally shifted my energy, my perspective, and I cleaned it up. I had fun. Loved the pups. Made sure they're okay. And I still made it on time. Still showed up. And my day was incredible moving forward. Right. So I wanted to share that. Because being intentional mm-hmm. brings purpose and gives us direction and guidance on how we can show up as leaders and how we lead, whether it's leading ourselves or the world. So my intention has been play. And I invite anybody who's listening, ask yourself the question daily, what is my intention? Am I just drinking a cup of coffee just to get this hit and go to work? Or am I making love to this cup? Yeah. Because making love to this cup allows us to be in the present because the present is all we got. Right. So, yeah. Wow. That playfulness, that question. I feel like I'm like asking myself the question as you're telling the story. And it's like that that will bring everything to my life that I want in my life. I mean, you know. The connection that you and I built, seeing yeah. here each other in Tulum, that happened like three days before you and I met. So I was still highly in the frequency of play. And when you showed up and I saw you, I said to myself, I was like, how can I show up to this relationship from play? And we laughed and, and we cried laughed. for literally an hour and a half. <laughs> Those laughs are laughs that I would cultivate with brothers that I knew for like 10 years yeah. to get to that. Yeah. And it was within, what, 10 minutes and yeah. you and I were crying in a public place. So I knew there's medicine in showing up with that intention because yeah. I experienced it with you, and right. there we are. Yeah. So. And it, but it's 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 so true, and it's I'm like just thinking about parts of my life right now, like in this moment, just before I got here, I was like, I told you, I was like, I'm living in the future right now, like yeah, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not here uh, as much as I'd like to be, and it's that question I asked myself part like while you're telling the story, and I'm like just like how can I introduce play to this and yeah. I thought about it and as soon as I as soon as I asked myself that question I thought about for a second I was like I was like just don't take life too seriously yeah. you know and it's and it all will it will all show up and it will all play out the way that mm-hmm. it's meant to play out because asking myself that question puts down barriers and walls and resistances to what is and it, mm-hmm. it makes it more acceptable to be with yeah. um and it's it's almost like a meditation in terms of like being able to be playful mm-hmm. with the moment. Yeah, yeah and that's exactly. what meditation is. It's like like you said, being here in the moment, being yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And play is one of those words, and I'll speak for myself, coming from the entrepreneur space, from like the ambitious, driven side of things. Yeah. There's this misconception and this paradigm that I'm breaking through and inspiring others to do the same. That entrepreneurship and being ambitious and driven doesn't mean it has to be work hustle and grind 24 7 just play 24 7 yeah it can literally be played yeah now the thing is for me when i first heard play i was like "Ooh, 
they're going to think I'm a child or they're not going to take me serious because I'm playful or they're not going to respect me or see me as the guy who can hold it down and lead because he's showing up with play. Right. And that was a story I made up for myself Mm -hmm. because growing up, my dad was like, be serious. It's not not time for play right now. It's time for work. As if they're mutually exclusive. Right. Yeah. So I just kept diving into this work mode, work mode, work mode and forgetting about the joy of life, which is play. Yeah. Right. And one of my mentors too, like I'll share this one last piece, very successful coach. And he was doing like six figures in his business. And he literally said, the next year somebody invited play into his life and he told himself, how can I show up from play more often? And this is just clicking for me right now. And literally he was so adamant and structured by play that if you and I had a call and play is is my life now, yeah. if we were going over a minute, I'd be like, hey bro, I got a hard stop. I got to go play. Even if it was a business meeting and he was closing a big ass deal, hey, I appreciate it, but I have a commitment and I have to show up from play. He would take his skateboard and go skate. He would go sing. He would go play. That year, I think he like two or three or four X'd his business because he was just coming from play. Yeah. That energy is just so much higher. So much higher. Yeah. And it's fun, man. It makes it enjoyable. Yeah. So I'm inviting everybody here listening is like, ask yourself the question, in what area of your life do you crave more play in? And then lean in. Yeah. And what's the intention that you have for each day? Yeah. What's the that's intention? A, that's a big one also. Yeah. 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 Where, where would you say you crave more play, bro? I'm pretty playful. Yeah. I, I am pretty playful. I have to say, I think you've seen that yeah. in, in just like our conversations. <laughs> um, I think it's when I'm by myself mm-hmm. that I'm not playful. Mm. It's like everybody else gets to see the playful side of me. Like mm-hmm. me and you, you know, me and like uh, some of the people that I had just met in, in Tulum here. And when I'm by myself, it's like, all right, now it's time to get down to business, yeah. you know? And that's part of like kind of why I was struggling this morning is because I feel like I haven't been working enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and really wanting to do that. And when I am working, just bringing that essence, that's, that's where I want to bring it to. I want to bring it to the uh, coaching that I'm doing. I want to bring it to creating the YouTube content. Because when I, and this is something that I'm learning also, when I'm recording videos for YouTube, I typically am you know, quite like structured in yeah, my analytical, thinking. Yeah, analytical, logical. Analytical, like, yeah. I'm like, this happened because of that, and that happens because <laughs> of this. And to bring some playfulness into that uh, is just work in general, you know? And it's not work, it's play. Because it it really is, like, it's what I want to be doing. It's not, uh, you know, following anybody else's agenda for me. Um, And so, yeah, bringing it there just feels really good. Mm. Really good. And it's a matter for me of getting a little bit more comfortable, maybe, um, being in front of the camera being a little bit more comfortable speaking on the things that I'm speaking about and then that play will come powerful man yeah 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 powerful so we got a few more minutes here what's I'm debating like you know what's a what's a good closing question here but I want to ask you is there anything that's really on your heart that you'd like to speak about and if there is Please share it. If there isn't, 
my other question for you, is there a question that you are feeling called to ask? Ask you? You're gonna ask me, you could, yeah, whatever, however you wanna frame it. Yeah, I have a question for you. Okay. And then you could throw it back at me. Wonderful. I wanna ask you, let's say it's five years from now, how would you wanna see the world and what is the impact that you wanna create? And this, you could think as big as you want. These questions always overwhelm me. <laughs> How can I show up from a playful way? Here's my answer. Five years from now, I'll be 31. And I'll just share this pretext. Your way is the way. Mm. And no idea of impact is big or small. Yeah, very true. My vision, whether it's five years or 10 years or a one year, mm -hmm. my vision right now is, and my intention for the year, my, my, I set a word for each year. My word for this year is love. Mm. It, in the past, it was health. Uh, it was community. It was wealth. This year, it's love. And really, this is an intention that I have for my entire life. But what it looks like to me is continuing to do my work. Uh, my sadhana, sadhana is a spiritual practice to essentially uncover yourself and come back to that, that core essence of who you are. It's to do my work and through that, what I like to call sadhana soil, grow that tree, that acorn uh, into an external expression of how I came back to that peace and that power within myself and what that external expression is looking like where I am now being the absolute best coach that I can be having content online that is entirely free that people can tap into in their own time in their own path when it calls to them so that they can apply those things to their lives mm -hmm. and coaching goes with that because I feel like just creating YouTube content, it puts all the dots out there, but it doesn't link them together sometimes because I have, I don't know, you know, 50, 60 videos. Long term, I really want to bring love, like it's really just bringing people back to their love, like to their lives, past all of the conditioning that they received that they don't, that they want to unlearn, that they don't want because my vision, really, my why for doing all of this is to create a much more loving, a much kinder, a much more playful world that we can live in and be totally comfortable, totally secure in being able to, you know, sit down and be real with, yeah. with Voy. Yeah. Um, to sit down and share, I have a boundary, you know, and like be accepted with my boundary, not being responded to my boundary with anger or aggravation, which I received a lot as a child. Um, so it's creating a world where we can freely and lovingly communicate with each other, whether it's a challenging conversation or it's a playful conversation, where we can freely feel, feel comfortable expressing ourselves in the way that we want to with a lot less judgment than we have today. And 
yeah, just showing up from our David, like the place in ourselves yeah, that yeah. is that peace, that is that power. So whatever it looks like, I like don't like to put numbers on things as much as I used to. It's like as many people as I can touch with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, because then that's a ripple effect. And that's, yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful share, bro. And uh, so you're a farmer. That's what I heard in your farmer. share. Yeah. You're, out, you're a farmer and you have this soil and you've understood now how to grow gifts or plants. Yeah. And you're farming all these gifts and as they grow, you're there handing it to the people that need it most and allowing them to get nourished. Right through that and allow them to find their David as you said yes. by eating them yeah that's incredible bro. yeah thank you and, and I'll finish it here um, the term I like to that I like to use and it's from Matthew McConaughey it's an egotistical utilitarian <laughs> yeah. you're centered in yourself yeah yeah but you're here to provide, provide. You, or you're here to, not, not even necessarily to provide just be to be of service through who you are mm-hmm. um, that, that always resonated with me yeah but, yeah yeah. Being authentic and being in our truth gives permissions for others to do the same. Take the mask off. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's all about permission. And that's what we do here. Yeah. It's we, we all give each other permission to be great. Yeah. And when we have the right people that have been leading themselves from truth, they just give permission and it's like popcorn popping. People are just getting like permission and then they finally step into their truth by having permission and realizing, holy shit. This feels different. It feels right. And it feels right. Yeah. And it feels like I want to swim, but this time I'm swimming down the river than up. Yes, exactly. Yeah, powerful. Yes, so allowing everybody to take their mask off as a result of us taking our mask off, that's really what the intention is behind your work, behind my work, behind just this podcast in general, just being able to show up authentically with each other. Now that leads me to my final question for you. And that question is, where can the people who are listening to this conversation, who are downloading maybe some things that really hit with them, where can they find you so that they can ask more questions and have a conversation? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say the the most active channel that I have is Instagram. Mm -hmm. And they can find me at V-O-Y underscore official yes boy official and we're laughing because this guy <laughs> I, I only referred to him as boy official I never his last name boy official so boy underscore official on IG and you could find more of my work little content and gem pieces to help you break through as well as stepping into a brotherhood which I cultivated and co-founded mm-hmm. modern renaissance man so we have yeah. an online brotherhood we do experiences retreats we have a full-on community so if you're a man or you're a woman who has a man or a brother a sister a father whoever and you want to bring him into that space we have that there too yeah. and everything is under my instagram page that you could find it there yeah. so yeah check out instagram and from there you could pivot into different all areas. other things yeah, yeah so. and i just want to shout out to the modern renaissance man because i do have experience with it although i haven't attended some of the in-person events i've been on some of the calls mm-hmm. and i have been through some of the practices that you use within those calls powerful not only powerful because of the practices that themselves but powerful because of how you guys are using are are, are providing them mm-hmm. you know the way that you are showing up to the space with these other men it's been powerful and this goes to you this also goes to jose yeah. 
and all the other guys that are holding space in there, like the times that I have been in the calls, it's like it serves as a vision for the things that I also want to do and how I want to show up when I'm holding space for other people because it's, yeah, yeah it's I appreciate that. It bro. hits. I'm so. gonna grab my phone and make a quick call so yeah. that I can have a basket. Yeah, because there's so many fucking flyers right now that I just can't hold this shit, bro. I appreciate that. It's a whole bouquet, bro. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hope that you found some things that really hit with you that were a little provocative, made you look at things a bit differently. That's the intention here, and to take that mask off and learn what's really underneath and unlearn what you don't want anymore. If you had some of those provocative thoughts and you were challenged and you're thinking, please feel free to reach out to Voy, ask him questions, start a conversation with him. And as always, you can do the same thing with me on my Instagram, on my YouTube channel, and we could have a conversation. And if only if you really enjoyed this content, a like or a subscription goes really far away on both my YouTube channel and here on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, it goes a long way. Because I want to, you know, keep holding these uh, conversations and that, you know, gives me a little bit more fuel to keep going yeah. forward. Uh, but only if you really enjoy it. I don't, you know, no, no pity likes here. No pity likes. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys very much. And I will look forward to seeing you in the next podcast and in the next video. Peace, guys. Peace. Thank you for having me. Bro, it's been an absolute pleasure. Boom. Appreciate it, bro. You got it.